All right, this is the first episode of the uh, League of Champions podcast. I don't really know where this is going to go, <clears throat> um, but I thought it'd be cool to put something together and talk a little trash uh, and update everybody on what's going on in the league. Uh, so the first thing um, <clears throat> that I want to go through each week, hopefully this is weekly if it doesn't get crazy, um, is the power rankings for our league, where everyone's sitting. Uh, so right after the draft, um, it, it puts out this who's going to win, basically, and who's going to come in last. Um, and it's already changed quite a bit since then. Uh, so the first big change is uh, Andrew Ivis is up, is actually down three spots. Um, his roster has a lot of injuries right now, a lot of question marks, <clears throat> especially with players on his bench. Um, he's super light at running back. And now that Trey Sermon was added to the Eagles, um, it's kind of a ding to his Sanders play. Um, it's making it even more ambiguous. They have three running backs. And Sermon isn't wasn't terrible to begin with. I don't know why he got thrown off the the Forty ers They were trying to trade him, and they just dropped him. Um, yeah, just scratch your head a little bit about that. So he's the only one that's down bad this so far before the the first week. Um, Tyler's actually up four spots. I think it's largely because uh, Brian Robinson got shot. Um, so now all of a sudden Antonio Gibson is good again for some reason, even though he's never been bad. Um, so he's back in to the made big boost for Ty's team. Um, his bench though looks like it's stuck in 2015, so he's got a he's got some work to do to keep up keep up that upward trajectory. Uh, and then the last one, Timmy went up a couple spots. Um, I guess seeing Najee Harris be not great in the preseason, um, or being okay with his injury but still not that great. Um, but clarity around his injury. Has helped a little bit, and obviously he has Damian Pierce on his bench, who everyone thinks is like the second coming of Jesus Christ. So that's probably giving him a big, a big bump, um, and especially now that they dropped Marlon Mack, and it's kind of clear that it's Damian Pierce and then a bunch of a bunch of old folks <coughs> over in Houston. Um, yeah, so check that out in the app. It's right now. I mean, the top five or six people have been the same since the draft, but everyone below that. Down to the twelfth person actually is the same, but seven through eleven, vault changed quite a bit. Uh, yeah, I'll throw some news in here too because I don't know how much you idiots actually listen to fantasy football or follow it, um, so you can catch some of the big points so you know who to grab on your waivers. I'm gonna try to put these out on Monday or Tuesday maybe. Uh, we'll see or Wednesday. Who knows? I have a three year old, so whenever I get time. Uh, yeah. So the major news: Trey, Trey Sermon, like I said almost traded to Philadelphia and said they just the 49ers just dropped him and Philadelphia claimed him. So they're a disgusting backfield with a quarterback who's really their main running back. Got even more gross. Um, so avoid all them. Uh, OJ, OJ Howard went to the Texans. Really doesn't mean anything for fantasy, but uh, Brevin Jordan was somebody that I a lot of people were talking about in the offseason, um, taking a step up with Davis Mills. But what it does help is Davis Mills. He's got an extra weapon. He is a, a veteran now. That team is so young on offense, aside from Brandon Cooks. Um, and this is kind of random. Trevor Penning, the rookie right tackle for the Saints, he's on IR, so he'll miss at least the first four games. He was he was not great. I mean, it's not great to start a rookie tackle ever, I don't think, um, unless, you know, one of those top picks. But, yeah, so he was dicey anyways. The bad line, Their line is terrible. Um, before he was hurt, I think they were ranked 22nd in the league. Um, so obviously, you know, Nolan has Alvin Kamara. He's obviously going to start him, but 
<clears throat> all the receivers now, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, you got to watch out for them. Uh, maybe their their upside's a little lower now. And then, as I said before, Brian Robinson, um, rookie semi-sensation for the Commanders, was shot twice, uh, both times in his lower body. For I think it, one of them was his quad and one was his glute. Um, so obviously, outside of being shot, that's the worst place you could get shot as a running back, I feel like. Um, so he might come back week five. Um, but again, he was a running back who was shot twice in the lower body. And even if he does come back, best case scenario, he's one of three running backs in, in Washington. On it, The team's going to be bad. The running game's not going to be great. And he's going to be getting a third of the work, maybe a little bit more. Um, yeah, so that's that's the news, the major news. Oh, we've already had some waiver stuff go on um, right out of the gate. <clears throat> I did a lot of it, but uh, I'll run through those real quick. Um, so Timmy picked up Zamir White, dropped Darrell Williams. Um, I think the the upside of Zamir White kind of goes without saying. <clears throat> They're going to be a good team, the Raiders. Um, they just they just released Kenyon Drake, and so I think the upside of Zamir White is higher than what Darrell Williams could offer. But James Conner always gets injured. He is always out at least a couple games. You know Benjamin is terrible, even though the Cardinals don't seem to realize that. Um, so it could be. I think it's a good pickup for Tim, um, but I think Darrell Williams will probably end up on somebody's roster in the coming weeks because I think he's going to do enough to be a flex at some point. Um, and then <clears throat> the next one, so I dropped KJ Hamler, not because I wanted to, but I wanted to take advantage of the IR spot. So I dropped KJ Hamler, picked up Jamison Williams. Um, I think Hamler has huge upside, and I would be surprised if he makes it a whole week in, on waivers with Russell Wilson throwing the ball. Um, but I wanted to pick up somebody who I could just sit in the IR, not think about, and then when that person comes back, they could potentially win the league for me. That he, I mean, James Williams has Jameson Williams has that kind of talent to do that. Um, so he's just sitting in my IR, and it, that also by doing that allowed me to pick up Nico Collins um, on the Texans. So it was kind of like a two for one waiver pickup, and now I have two guys who I think have higher upside than the guy I dropped originally um to make this all happen yeah and then as i said the the most upside in the texans wide receiver group nico collins guy picked up i love davis mills i loved him last year he was he was the second best rookie statistically um despite being you know later round pick than the rest of the rookies um the only one that was better than him was mac jones and i have a feeling the reason why that was true is because one he is the best coach in nfl history and he also played all the games um, Davis Mills didn't play all the games. He played on a way worse team, way worse offensive line. Um, so I think his number one receiver, or maybe 1B to Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins, could have a real surprising um, surprising year this year in fantasy. And then, yeah, as I said, Brian Robinson, I dropped him. Um, I picked up Rondell Moore. I, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to wait and, and figure out what might happen when he might come back four weeks at minimum. Um, I just don't want somebody, I don't even know what their role is going to be, what that team's going to shake out to be sitting on clogging a bench spot for four weeks. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So I'm not going to wait around. Um, I picked up Rondell Moore. I'll know week one or week two, if they figured out how to use him. If they haven't, <laughs> I'm going to drop him again. Um, but I think with DeAndre Hopkins out, um, Hollywood Brown just being a moron, 
who knows what he's going to do this season off the field. Um, and then A.J. Green just being ancient. And then Zach Ertz apparently dealing with some sort of injury like he always is. Um, I think he has some serious upside just because he's going to have to be involved. And he's that kind of athlete. And then finally, um, for some reason, Tyler picked up Baker Mayfield, even though he has Matt Stafford on his bench. I don't, maybe he's worried about his injury. I don't know. Matt, Matt Stafford played through a broken back at one point. Um, he threw out his shoulder and, and almost finished the game with his shoulder all jacked up. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think whatever's going on with his elbow is going to keep him out, but maybe Tyler was worried about that. But, I mean, if you're going to pick him up, one week to do it is against the Cleveland Browns where he's going to want to just absolutely torch their souls on that dumpster fire of a franchise. Um, but he dropped Jarek McKinnon to do it. And I don't think Jarek McKinnon is going to be really blowing up in the beginning of the season. Um, but if you look at what he did last year in the playoffs, he was unbelievable for the Chiefs. I mean, it's the first time I think he's been fully healthy for a while and he got to really show what he has. Uh, he's obviously older. But they trust him. He made the 53-man roster with, I mean, they had, I think they only let go one running back, um, Derek Gore. Um, so they kept on a, a whole army of people. I think they're going to kind of sh- see what shakes out as the season begins. Um, but he could be a interesting ad later in the in the season. Um, yeah, some of the other things I'm going to do with this podcast, I think, um, some of the segments, I just kind of want to put this out and see how it worked, see the, uh, the platform, get that set up. Um, and just see how the quality was I have no, no fucking idea. How this is going to sound. Um, but yeah, some of the other segments I want to do, I want to do a, a segment about the most aggressive starts that panned out for people each week. Um, people who just really took a shot on someone random and it worked. Um, I want to talk a lot of shit about the person that lost the worst. Um, and really dig into that and really, you know, rub their faces in it. Um, and then this, this segment, I want to do the matchup of the week, pick, you know, one, one matchup I think that's going to happen this week. That's going to be really interesting to watch or, um, has a lot of implications for, you know, the league that, that season, uh, we're going into week one. So it's not so much the implications this time, but it's just an interesting one. Um, so Spencer is playing Brian, oh, I just threw up. Um, Spencer won last year, which is disgusting. Um, and he, but he's playing Brian, who new to fantasy, but had the first round, first pick overall in our draft this year. So it'll be interesting. Um, the way I looked at their starting rosters yesterday, so September third, um, and I went through, and I think so. I like Spencer's starting quarterback, um, wide receiver two, tight end. And both his flexes more than I like Brian's, but I like Brian's both his starting running backs and his wide receiver one more than Spencer's. Um, so I like Jonathan Taylor more than DeAndre Swift, James Conner more than Melvin Gordon, and Mike Evans more than Jamar Chase. Um, and then obviously the inverse. Um, <clears throat> I think the the craziest pick. I think all of that's pretty chalk just looking at their two rosters. But I think the craziest one is a lot of people would probably pick Jamar Chase over Mike Evans to outscore him. And, I mean, ESPN does, at least the way it sits right now. Um, I think, so, Tampa Bay's entire offense was, exp- like, imploded this offseason. Um, Tom Brady barely came back. AB's gone. Gronk's gone. Chris Godwin's still hurt. 
and test my audio editing skills. The dog just started chugging water there. So, um, yeah, so the, the Buccaneers, I think, you know, A.B. Gron- gone, Gronk gone, Tom Brady barely came back, Chris Godwin, who knows when he's going to come back. I mean, you can his range of outcomes for a return is all over the place. Um, I think they're going to have to, and they, I mean, they brought in Russell Gage, which is, okay, whatever. They brought in Julio Jones. Maybe he's got something left. Um, I think Tom Brady is going to have to feed Mike Evans this year, and I think week one, especially against the Cowboys, it'll be interesting. I think it's going to be a shootout. Um, I just don't think the Cincinnati and Pittsburgh game, um, for whatever reason, the coach of the Bengals just wants to run the ball. He doesn't want to really unleash Joe Burrow. And I think Mike Tallman is going to have the same mentality whether they have Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett starting this year. I think it's going to be a lot of running. I think Najee Harris and Benny Snell or whoever the hell they have behind him um, are going to get a lot of run. I think week one, when everything's, everything's still a little bit rusty maybe, getting to game speed, I think that game's going to lie. I wouldn't be surprised if that game, the Cincinnati and Pittsburgh game, ended up 14-10, and everyone was disappointed with everyone they had started in the game. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. Um, as for who wins, I think I think Spencer's going to win this one. I, For everything I just said, um, I just don't see... I don't like Gabe Davis. I've never liked Gabe Davis. Sorry, Brian. I, I just don't don't like him. Rashad Bateman, maybe. Maybe he'll be something. <clears throat> I do like that both players in this matchup have a stack, so Justin Herbert and Mike Williams, and then Lamar Jackson and Rashad Bateman. Obviously, Justin Herbert and Mike Williams is A+, plus, and Lamar Jackson and Rashad Bateman are maybe a B. I mean, I don't know if Rashad Bateman's ready to, to step up to be the team's one, but we'll see. Um, and as of right now, what I would change on each team, um, for Spencer's team, I would take out uh, Melvin Gordon, and I would I would replace him with Tony Pollard. I think Russell Wilson is going to be absolutely unleashed against the Seahawks, and because I think everyone's going to want to see what he can do. I think they're going to want to see what their offense looks like, and you know, week one make those adjustments after. Um, and I don't want the smaller half of a timeshare in that matchup. I think Melvin Gordon's going to be good on the season. I don't think it's going to be a fifty-five forty-five split. With Javante Williams, um, but I think Pollard just—he's getting a lot of rece- He's going to get a lot of receptions against the Bucks. He's taking on a bigger and bigger role each season with Zeke, even even with Zeke being there. So I think his upside is just higher. Um, and then for Brian's team, I would 100% bench Russell Gage for Jalen Tolbert. I think this is more of a coin flip uh, than the other pick for Spencer's team. And it's the same game, but I, I just think Tolbert has a larger role than Gage, especially after Julio Jones is added. Um, another check of my audio editing. Um, anyways, um, so, yeah, I think Jalen Tolbert, um, I think he's going to have to take on a big role in the offense with Michael Gallup not being there. Um, and obviously Amari Cooper gone over the offseason. I think at least in this, especially in week one, maybe further on to the season if he shows something. Um, I think he's going to have to be kind of a big deal. And if you watch any of his film from South Alabama, all he does is just deep bombs, and he's just mossing people for huge gains. Um, it's just what he does, and I think that the the Cowboys could use that. I think Amari Cooper was kind of their deep threat before, and maybe CeeDee Lamb can do some of that too. But 
Um, I think they need someone to stretch the field, and I think Jalen Tolbert's going to be be that person, at least in this week, first week. Um, and I just don't know what Russell Gage is going to be. I mean, obviously Tom Brady loves him. He advocated it for him to come down to Tampa, basically got them to get him into Tampa. Um, but with Julio Jones being there and and Mike Evans, I, I just don't I don't see it um, the same way I see the upside. I think I think if you're looking for floor play, like who's going to not hurt you as bad, it would probably be Russell Gage. Um, but I think if you're aiming to win on that position, it would be Jalen Tolbert. Um, so yeah, I'm going to leave it here 20 minutes ish. Um, obviously going forward, these will be longer. The, the segments, more segments. Um, I'm interested to hear what you guys think. Obviously I have no fucking idea how this is going to sound, what this is going to look like, um, how often this is going to happen. Um, but I think it'd just be a fun thing for you guys to stay caught up in the league. So you don't have to be living in it like I do. Um, I do it anyways. So I might as well put something out to make it easier for everybody else. Um, yeah. So let me know what you think. Let me know if this is trash, if I should just stop. Um, And fuck you, Tim.